by Kaishten. The subject matter is consistently interesting, but it frequently sounds like the couple is tired and slash just don't like each other. Some editing would be really beneficial to help the flow and sound quality too. These these are all fair observations, I would say. Where's the other one? By the way, I really like you. I'm just sometimes tired. I know, tired. I like you too. Also, I yawn a lot, but also I feel like we're just very um real. So This is a real show. Yeah, so we don't try to act like Trying to open you the. Know, uh, we're very confident in our relationship, so we don't need to act like we're we lo- are you know happy every single second. Some guy named Nicholas M. Carlson called it a must listen. <laughs> anyway, what a nice guy. Don't read the reviews, but if you do like or hate the show, feel free to leave one. Well, we're, the, to, we're always yeah. happy to hear what you think, even if it's mean. We could do an entire episode on vocal fry. I'm really obsessed with it Oh, yeah. Someone said you have vocal fry? And up talk, which I definitely have. But you know what? Which one's that? That's where are we going? Which one's that? Yeah. Which one's that? Oh, cool. Great. Good times. Was that an Ira Glass impression you just did? Uh, It might be Ira Glass. (laughs) That wasn't very good. Uh, Someday I'll tell my Ira Glass story, but not today. Okay. Uh, anyway, episode 39, The Needle in the Mouse. I should learn how to say that in French. That'd the Needle cool. in the Mouse? Yeah, yeah. It, please do. I don't know any of those words in French. Especially, that's weird because I, well, I mean, I know how to say I'm the sure, and, I'm and sure and you can learn, learn it very quickly. Actually, it'd be very easy, but I'm not going to do it right now. Thank you. Uh, we're here on Sunday, the 18th of October. Yes. Is this our three? Have we been doing this for three years yet? I don't know. I think we might be close. We are close because we started doing it when I still worked at Lucky, and that and I quit December two thousand twelve. How many pages deep do you think we go on Tumblr? I'm, I just clicked on page five, uh, and that's oh that, episode one. Not that very episode deep. one. Oh no, page page six. Episode one. Why are TVs so ugly? was August 12, 2012. Still still an issue. Still, yeah. <laughs> not There not was fixed. a really good TV that was circling around the internet lately. I think it was not a real television. But it wasn't real. It was like from one of those design art. shows, yeah. yeah. It may have been actually I think I might know your time, but it might be some Samsung thing. Yeah. It was like a one off. Yeah. But it was, it was also really very nice impractical, looking. like it had a crazy stand on it or something uh, that just isn't going to work for everyday life. Too bad. Cool. Someday. Um, the other thing we did is yesterday we taped a great show. Our next show. Yeah. Already in the bank. Yes. It was really good. It's Maybe great. the best we've ever done. Yeah. So, so hopefully it, the computer doesn't delete it before I get the chance to edit. I hope and it doesn't either. It. it will go up on the 1st of November. Yeah. Which is a Tuesday or no, a Monday. It's a Sunday. Yep. It's a Sunday. So yeah, if so you two weeks if, from today, if you hate this episode, you can delete it and yeah. just listen to the next. Hang one. out for two weeks. Really great guest. That's all I'll say. Yeah, it's it's excellent. But it exists. It was fun. Cool. I hope you don't lose. And it. And then I'll be in Japan and Korea, so I'll come back for my annual Japan show. Yeah, I can't wait it's to the hear the fourth one. 
Can't right? wait to hear. Two, three, four, five. Yeah, fourth one. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Life is good. Yeah. All right. What do we, What do you want to talk about? Okay. You have so a whole list. I have the list. So the the first thing we started kind of talking about this yesterday. One of your colleagues wrote this really great so story. Two, so in two weeks we started talking about this. Oh, we were talking about this in person yesterday, not yeah. during the show. Yeah. Cool. No, not during the show. In person. Time last is weird. night. Yeah. What were One we of your about? colleagues had this great story about. Oh yeah. So can you talk? Can you explain what this story was? The concept behind it. Mark Bain, one of my mm-hmm. colleagues at Quartz, wrote a really good story about um, basically, and maybe we've even talked about it on the show before, but like the idea of investing in quality to the point where it hurts a little. <clears throat> yeah. So Is that he, the gist of it? He made a rule that he could only buy things that were $150 or more. Um, he did kind of not actually do that. Like he did buy some basics from Uniqlo and a couple other places that were cheaper but in general that was his rule if it wasn't 150 bucks he wouldn't buy it and because 150 bucks is a lot of money he didn't buy as much because he really thought about it every time he bought it that's Um, a good rule yeah and I think it it depends on you know you have to think about your income and there are also actually if you just look up like how much should I spend on clothes a month there are a lot of income calculators you just say how much you make and they say how much you should spend on clothes it's really helpful if you have a shopping problem um but i will say that i've written a few stories about spending more money on less things and i find that i prefer that i like to the last probably two years i don't buy as much stuff but the stuff I buy, I wear. I'll wear the same pair of jeans like for five days in a row. Or the I bought a skirt, a white skirt over the summer, and I wore it basically every single day. I had to go to work events. I'm lucky. I work from home, so people aren't seeing me in the same thing. But I also think that I don't know. I don't think people really care as much as they used to. I think this is an issue more for women than men. But I think people can tell that you're wearing something that. Cost one hundred and fifty dollars. Does this shirt look like it cost one hundred fifty dollars? Yeah. Okay, it didn't, but it was probably like maybe eighty five or something. I think this was cheaper. But also, I, you know, that doesn't. I don't think that really matters. It's about whether you really like the item, and I think we. And I would say quite longevity too. Yeah. Like you can actually. I bought a fancy sweater on sale at Barney's last fall, and I was wearing it yesterday, and I said to you that um, I was worried that I wasn't going to wear it, want to wear it again this winter because I wore it so much last winter. I probably wore it two or three days a week. And I put it on yesterday, and it just fits so well, and I just love it. And I spent a lot of money on it, so I want to get use out of it. And there's a and less it wasn't of a, like a very like standout piece, which is a sweater. Yeah, it's just a sweater. I mean, it has but a nice cut. There's nothing even to worry about. Um, but... What do you mean? Nothing to worry about. That if it like that you're that, you're that person wearing the same oh yeah noticeable but shirt. I also day. think people just don't care as much about that right. element of it as you think they would because everybody cares too much about themselves. And also, um, you know, we live in this world, and I think it's changing. But that you know, you just buy a new ward. People buy a new wardrobe, no matter. 
how rich or poor you are. You go to Target or you go to H&M and you just buy a bunch of new crap every year and it wears out and you have to buy a whole new bunch of crap the next year. And I think people are kind of sick of that. Um, And I know looking at my stuff, it doesn't really even matter how much I spend on it. It's just that if it's stuff I really, really like, I'll wear it all the time and I'll make sure to get wear out of it. Same thing with the Apple watch. We've talked about this a lot. Mine, I bought the sport watch. It was what? Three fifty. A lot of people I know work in fashion. They're editors. They've been loaned watches and they get sick of them in two weeks or whatever. I really think I made an effort to like my watch because I bought it. And yeah. we've talked about this before, so we don't. And you've been need to you go bought another band. Yeah, I two bought more two, bands. Di- two different bands, and I like. I'm I'm really happy with it, but I think that if I had borrowed it from Apple, I'm not sure if I would be as in. I wouldn't have put as much effort into getting use out of it. I think. Yeah. Um. So I think you know, 150 dollars. Maybe maybe your budget is 90. Maybe your budget is. I think mine's a hundred bucks a month right now on clothes. Yeah. So, but the thing is, like, maybe you spend. Is that a lot? No, that's not a lot at all. No, especially if you're buying nice stuff. Two hundred one month and nothing the next month. That's totally fine too, because you don't need it. Like, no one trying to buy boots, but well, we'll talk about that in a minute. And the other thing is that no one needs clothes. (laughs) Like, no one. There, it doesn't matter what kind of money you make. Or if you're really rich or if you're really, you know, no one needs new clothes. (laughs) Yeah. You know, especially rich people. So, or people who... I mean, you need clothes, but... But, like... You don't need to be buying clothes all the time. We live in a country of incredible wealth, even, you know, I don't want to get too political here, but... No, it's a lot of it is excessive and and buying for, for fashion and sport. Yeah. So I think it was – I mean, but – yeah. The story came out a few – well, I was just talking to a designer who um, produces a lot of stuff in Africa. And we, she was telling me about these, like, piles of clothes that they have that are, quote, unquote, donations from, you know, countries like the U.S. and the U.K., But really what it is is like a garbage dump for all of our extra crap. Mm. And it's supposed to be donations. It's all the like Super Bowl t-shirts of the team that didn't win and all that stuff. It's There's just an excess of clothes everywhere. It's not like food where people are actually starving. (laughs) You know, it's just different. So I think that thinking about it in that way and saying – oh, maybe I'll just buy this one thing that I really, really like instead of these 10 things that are cheap. It's just a really good way to think about things. And I thought that Mark did a really good job of framing it in a way that's, you know, understandable for a lot of people. 150 bucks isn't crazy. I have a story coming out in a print magazine in the for the December issue about how much the fact that I like to spend a lot of money on clothes that is not something that a lot of people can relate to, but I think 150 bucks on average for something is not a crazy number, and a good way to think about it. If yeah. you're a you know 
typical middle class I mean, person. that's basically a nice shirt, but not like a really nice shirt. Yeah, it's a nice shirt of J. Crew, right? Are there any that expensive there? Uh, like the weird, Thomas, Thomas Mason, Mason ones, ones or yeah. Yeah, I mean, or, or save khaki. That shirt was one hundred and forty bucks. Yeah, yeah. That was a little crazy. So, so the other thing we wanted to talk about was fall fashion. Yeah, and your fall fashion in particular. Right. Well, mine is going to be the same as it was last year because I'm not buying any new clothes. Okay, but I have to buy a pair of new jeans because mine have a gigantic iPhone six plus uh, leg ornament. Mm-hmm. But I've been trying to buy some boots. Yeah. I'm still struggling. This is like every year trying mm-hmm. to find the pair of boots that's not too uh, construction-y but, but also rugged. Like a, a rugged dress boot with a sole that can actually that I can actually walk comfortably in and walk fast and not think I'm wearing dress shoes. Yeah. And I found a pair. But I'm going through hell, week three of, of back order hell. So I'm yes. not sure what's going to happen. It's that's kind of annoying. It's very annoying, but that's what I get for ordering something that was back ordered. So what what is going on in kind of mainstream men's fashion right now? It seems like it, there's a shift in everybody's moving away from kind of that lumberjack look, but they're not. It's a little more streamlined, but they're not going men's fashion on the high end has had this like streetwear aesthetic for the last few years. I don't think that mainstream men's fashion will ever go that far. It's kind of weird to say that. Streetwear like uh supreme stuff or um, even more. It's like it's even more. But it like the sneakerhead stuff. It's even than further the, than yeah. the s- sneakerhead stuff. So it's kind of like the opposite. Um apparently drizzle has started disagree super sunny outside weird um dark sky thanks um but it's like very dark a lot of black a lot of um i don't know basically i'd say like basketball clothes made to be really high-end and fancy and i can't imagine kind of the middle of the road stuff ever going that far but mm. I'm curious to know from me, from your perspective, do you feel like when you go into stores right now that you're finding stuff that you like or do you kind of think everything is ugly? Well, I'm very picky about like certain plaid patterns and not having too many weird ornaments on clothes and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it really depends where I go. Like we went into Carson Street Clothiers the yeah. other day and the stuff in there is just way more fashion-y than I wear. Yeah. So there's a lot of ridiculous things going on. It's a on. little pretentious for you, I think. Yeah. They have great stuff. It's a really it's nice very high store, quality, but... just not for me. When I go to like a Saturdays or J. Crew or something like that or Save Khaki or whatever, there's still a lot of stuff that looks fine. i just not really in the need for, Yeah, you know, like I have... I don't know, probably 10 shirts that I can wear now. That's that's a lot, yeah. Which is enough for right now. Yeah. The fit and like I have and our good kind of grade of casual to dressy. Yeah. Um I just took a look at what Filson is doing in for menswear and I really liked it. 
they're trying to kind of expand beyond the they they had an upswing because of all the Americana stuff that was happening and then now they're kind of they never you know their product is very utilitarian and now they're kind of opening it up a little bit and I thought that their plaid shirts looked really nice were they like they're thick no they're lighter weight so oh, they cool. did you know they do all these like thick shirt jackets they did them in lighter weight fabrics so that you know guys in the city could wear them or what have you i thought that was interesting um but i'm sort of feeling the same way i haven't really bought that much stuff i bought a pair of khakis which i think are like i feel like khakis are the next big thing for women and then i That's also yeah i also bought a pair of um cropped flared jeans which i haven't worn in years so um but what I will say is, do you feel like you do most of your shopping online now? And I know that no. seems like an old question, but not at all. So I, I do a lot. I like once I, what I tend to do is I'll find something in the store mm-hmm. that I like, and then I'll keep an eye on it online. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'll actually order it online, but if, for me, fit is still an extreme issue, so I'm very hesitant to order stuff online. What is this plaid shirt? Oh, I wanted to show you. So the one place that I've been recently where I'm just I don't understand what they're what they're doing is Uniqlo. Yeah. Which, you know, I if, if you've listened to the show over the years, I have a long I have an early and long love for Uniqlo. I think it's a very um potentially, you know, globally important seller of basics and like, you know, the Japanese Zara, well, not the Japanese Zara, Japanese Gap. Yeah. And as a lover of things from Japan, I want them to do well. But then you go in there, and there's this plaid shirt that has three. That the right half is a tiny check pattern. The middle, whatever you call that, is that a placket? Placket, yeah. And the pocket is a mini, is a medium plaid check and then the left half is a bigger plaid check of the same pattern and color i don't know that doesn't look good to me so uniqlo there was just a big story about this so they're not doing well here at all and they're going to completely rechange their strategy and they're blaming it on growing too fast and open and people not knowing their what their brand is and i say maybe that's true but also the clothes are pretty crappy these days yeah I think the clothes are really bad quality and bad, just, just bad. Yeah, you know, why bad, you ugly design. That when they came here, we've, I, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but when they came here, it was cool basics. Like there were all kinds of supply issues. My size was never in stock, but the jeans were the best fifty dollars jeans I'd ever bought. Yeah, the shirts were the best twenty five dollar plaid uh, flannel shirts that I could buy. Yeah, I even had a couple of blazers that I really liked. Yeah, and now. Everything. Oh, and I was buying those those uh, chambray utility shirts there, and yeah. now everything there is either ridiculous or it just feels incredibly cheap. So I think two other issues with them. One is customer service is terrible, and this okay. is something oh, yeah. that I, like we have talked about before. I'm sure. Right, and I was I've in the actually dressing room and ta- asked for help with a size, which any other store they're like, oh yeah, yeah of course I'll bring it to you. And the, uh, the person was like. No, I can't. I can't bring you a size. Um, I think they're just... I actually did have a pretty good experience the other day with one person. 
So I went the reason I went there, but in general, it's really bad, and it's it's really hard to hire retail service people employees like to get someone to be loyal to a brand. You have to really that's their problem. Like they need to have a great brand. So they hire people who are like, I want to get a discount at Uniqlo, you know, college students or high school students. Or or like I need a job. Yeah. But that, you know, right now they need a job. Maybe they'll go to urban outfitters or J crew or somewhere. I mean, none of these places are doing particularly well, but somewhere when you go to J crew, the people who work there are really excited to work there. The one I go to in fifth Avenue is literally like, Five of the same people I've been dealing with for yeah for almost ten years yeah they they that's you know they that's their job they love their they consider themselves stylists I think that's how it works in a lot of specialty boutiques also like um, one off boutiques but anyway um, I was there because they did a collaboration with this designer Christophe Lemaire his line he he designs it with his partner in life and um in work her name is sarah um i think her last name's tan or tran um but she's they i love the clothes i have some of his you know normal pieces and i was really excited for the collection to launch i pre-ordered i didn't go to the press preview because i had an event and i didn't want to wake up at nine you know go into the city at 9 a.m. to stand in line for this collection. So I just pre I ordered a, something online and I picked it up at the store the other day. And I went in and walked through and looked at the collection. And they're actually doing a second one, so it must have performed really well. But in general, I mean, I think because I'm in a, if I was 22, it would have been like life changing. There was just so many cool things for me. I don't want a bunch of stuff anymore. So I just wanted to buy one or two nice things and they weren't that cheap. So like adding it up, you end up spending as much as Hmm. you would on one, one nice thing from his collection. So, and a lot of it, like the fits were just crazy. Like in some stuff, I was a small. In some stuff, I was a large, and the large was too tight. And it just was, like, completely all over the place. Um, but I bought a sweater that I like, and I bought a blouse that was really nice that was 40 bucks. It's, like, rayon, but it has a really nice um, like a nice hand, as they call it, in, in retail. Mm. But um, I bought that. I think that the sweater I bought was like 60 bucks, but it's not like the cashmere mix stuff was terrible. And yeah. That's the thing I, I would like theoretically be in the market to buy cashmere sweaters there. Cause they're half the price there yeah. is anywhere else. But I don't trust that they're going to be that good. No, like I, I'm now getting a fourth year out of the Navy one I bought a few years ago. And I yeah. probably could get five more if I take, keep taking care of Yeah. Them. It does, but there, that seems like the kind of thing that's going to have a hole in it at the end of the first year. Yeah, it does feel like just a waste of a great opportunity because the thing is, right now they're really—I mean, Everlane is the only thing kind of emerging as this new basics could be like the alternative to Gap, the mo- modern alternative to what Gap was. Gap is not going to be it. Um, American Apparel is not going to be it. It almost seems like Uniqlo is going too down market, like too yeah. like after Old Navy. But didn't you say of, that in in Japan that's what it is? It's very down market. Kind of. I mean, it's definitely not like 
nice, but I think that the dress, the clothing culture is probably different there. Yeah. I don't really know. I mean, like there's a joke that you're wearing Uniqlo. Yeah. I don't know. Muji maybe is more on the line of what we're thinking of. Yeah. That makes sense. I like Muji's clothes, but they don't, the fit looks goofy. I don't know. I've never tried anything on there. And the other thing is, Actually, that's not true. I have a, didn't I have something from there? Maybe. I, the other thing I about Uniqlo is that I feel like they went the opposite when they, everything scarf. first got here. When they first got here, everything was kind of small. Now everything is like really goofy, big sizing. Uniqlo is? Yeah, because yeah. I think that they probably had issues with the American market. Not only are Americans bigger weight-wise, but they're also much taller and all that stuff, and it's just hard. But I think that they never figured it out. Like, again, I tried on a million different things there, and I'm probably a medium right now in normal clothes at stores. And I was like, they just, I was all over the place. Yep. Oh, well. Well, anyway, if you're listening, uh, head of Uniqlo, let's, yeah. let's chat. Yeah. It's too bad. Cool. I'll figure it out. So what are you excited to see in Japan that you haven't seen before? Oh, robots. Actually, I'm going during Tokyo Design Week, which is, I think, two weeks. Very cool. I don't really know what it is, but it looks interesting. Uh It looks like basically just a bunch of stuff, interesting stuff. I'm very curious to see if there are cool Apple Watch accessories there. Great. Because I would always find the best iPhone cases and that kind of stuff there. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if if Apple Watch stuff exists. Mm -hmm. Be willing to check that out or excited to check that out. Cool. Uh, what else? Lunch boxes, uh-huh. pens. Exciting. Um, what else? What should I look for for you? I don't know, man. I kind of want you to go to that. 8K TVs? I kind of want you to go to that secondhand store. I mean, and look for some comb stuff for me, but. Okay. Bulls starter know. jackets? No, thank you. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited for you. I'm going to L.A. What's going to be happening there? I'm going to some events, meeting with some people, technology. working on working on some stories, not doing any technology stuff. Hey, speaking of technology, did you hear that um, the Met Ball this year is sponsored by Apple? Crazy. The Met Ball, as I said, the Met Ball is the new Macworld uh, Expo. It's the Oscars of fashion. Yeah. So, so What's up with that? Are they just I mean, trying to like this is is this just because Johnny Ive wants to show off? I think so, right? It, well, it's this whole thing they're obsessed with fashion. The interesting thing about the Met Ball, and this this is some you know behind the scenes information that I've heard over the years, is that the wait list to be the sponsor is four years. Hmm. Now, I'm sure that if you have a good relationship and it makes sense, then maybe they and your Apple. speed that up a little bit. Or maybe Apple offered what like the double the money. They, they get like all, all the content. Well, first of all, this year, the theme is the intersection of technology and fashion. So huh. Apple's going to be all through the exhibit, I'm assuming. Um, it's going to be a bunch of Apple Watch 2.0s. I mean, oh, I bet. Hanging off. Of yeah, these, I think it's. Because it's next May or something? Yeah, it's a really good. So you can bet that the new Apple Watch will be out by then? Yeah, yeah, it's a great marketing kind of intersection, but also Johnny Ive chairs it, so he'll be there. Is he I'm, designing I'm assuming, something for it? I don't know. I'm assuming um, 
the other guy, the CEO guy, will be there. What's his name? Tim Cook. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sure, he'll be there. Um, Tim Cook will be there, and so Angela. Oh, I'm sure Angela will be there. Do you think that this was her call? No, I think that this Johnny was um, a you know. I, I have absolutely no idea. I have no insider information about this. I really don't. But I am sure that this is something that people who are involved in the Met Ball and people who are involved in Apple have been brainstorming for a long time. And I don't think it's just one person. I think it's a, it's several. So it wasn't a Phil Schiller creation? <laughs> if Phil Schiller goes, I would be so excited. I love that you know who Phil Schiller is. Um, so... I am interested to see, like, if Phil Schiller showed up, whose suit would he wear? Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be wearing Tom Ford, that's for sure, or Tom Brown. Um, he, he'll be wearing Eddie Bauer. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to say. No, I don't want to offend anyone. But I, 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 I have think some Phil ideas. Sure, Phil Schiller wears very nice. If clothes. he needs a stylist though for it, I'd be up for it. Okay. Um, but I think it's going to be really interesting, and we're going to get to talk. This would be a great thing. We should do a live. We should oh. do a live podcast at at the Apple Met Ball. At well, not not at the Apple Met Ball. I mean, first, Bye. do you know how? I don't want to go to that. Do you? I've never been. <laughs> Obviously, I've never been anywhere near it. Though I haven't even no. Read it's you don't want to go to that. It. No, you don't want to have to deal with that. It's is a, it a crazy situation. It's just like a ton of celebrities. Is this where people are wearing stupid outfits and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that, and that wasn't just a theme once. Like that's every time. Every time there's a different theme. Last time it was China, so everybody had like was super oh, wow. politically incorrect. One year it was superheroes. Some people don't do it at all. Some people get really into the theme, but um, but they have a press preview. Of the mm. exhibit, so we should go to it and maybe do a live. Okay, taping we'll do a walkthrough. It would be really fun, but All right. but this is going to be a topic of conversation, I think. I don't know. I mean, didn't it wasn't it announced this past week? And I think people got well, I over think, it quickly. I think for us, it's going to be a topic oh, yeah. of conversation. All right. Let's talk also, about it all the time. I mean, the thing is that the really interesting thing is this intersection of fashion and technology. No one has really figured it out. Like, very few people have figured it out. We've talked about this, that, like, tech companies don't really get fashion companies, and fashion companies don't really get tech companies. So it'll be interesting how the curators of the exhibit, which finally actually getting to use that word in an appropriate way, um, how they view it being on the outside. Why don't we interview them? We could, we could maybe. Okay. I'll see what I can do. Great. I don't know if they're going to come to to Dumbo. To Dumbo? No. Hey, if if people do it for long form, they could do it for us. Really? Yeah. (laughs) It depends on what kind of person. I guess so. We'll see. Also, at least in long form, you're going into what, a closet in an office? Half a closet. to come into our house. Yeah, it's nice and, and sunny. True. We do have good lighting here. Yes. Anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I think that was good because we already have uh, a long show coming yeah. up next. Perfect. So. Let's let's say goodbye then. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be back in two weeks with uh, another show, and then maybe two weeks after that with my return from. Yeah. And if anyone Asia. has any questions, hit us up. You know where to find us. Hello at the needle dot com or. 
Needle and Mouse on Twitter. You can follow us on iTunes, review the show, say something nice or mean. Now I'm talking like Ira Glass. <laughs> Not a, somewhat on purpose. Um, thank you to Alan Lawrence for the theme music. Maybe I'll see Alan in Japan. Yeah, and his baby. Yes. See you soon. Bye.